Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2473. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Well, back across the pond in London today with a very unique and special guest by the name of Jeremy Jackson Sittner. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Well, Mark, it's, uh, it's lovely to meet you across the airwaves, and um, I'm looking forward to our conversation. So, yeah, um, I'm ready to go. We are going to have some fun today, and I'll tell you listeners that when Jeremy, Jeremy and I jumped on the line, he said, you know, we've spoken before back in 2012. Is that when, when we, uh, we talked last? Something like that. Something like Soon that. Soon after that, if it wasn't, yeah. Yeah, well, the car world brings people together, and in this case, brings us back together. This time, though, I get to speak to you much more in depth and have you share your story. And one of the things that I always ask people at the very beginning to kind of break the ice here is a maybe a unique question. I like people that tell us what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Jeremy. Oh, um, I don't think we got long enough for that. Um, <laughs> now it's going to get fun. <laughs> that's a really difficult question. Uh, what's one thing uh, I started off, I went to art school. Um, I went to St. Martin's School of Art here in London, um, went from there into advertising. And then about, uh, yeah, in 2012, I got uh, catapulted into the uh, historic car world. Nice. Overnight. <laughs> well, yeah. we'll learn about that when after I introduce you and we talk more about your life. But uh, Jeremy and I, for you listeners, we spoke a little bit before, as I do with all my guests, we started this talk today. And turns out we both have that background in marketing and advertising, graphic design. I did that for 11 years and even into my, my second career as part of a startup at company called Grio's Garage. But uh, so we're going to get along fine. I'm with a fellow creative guy, but also more importantly, a car guy. So let me give you a more proper introduction here. Jeremy Jackson Sittner is the founder and organizer of the Grand Tour, a luxury car tours experience and events and adventures business that takes people around the world and is designed for owners of sports and GT cars. He's known as Mr. Concours. I love that. Jeremy works at the top of the international historic automobile world. He is the creator of the world's leading Concours events, organizer of luxury car tours, and a consultant to a series of major car events around the globe. That's what brought us together today. All of this after 30 years as an award-winning advertising creative professional. He is a consultant creating feasibility studies for new Concours events, including the Hokkaido Japan event, Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Just to mention a few, Jeremy has judged at numerous Concours events in India, Malta, Holland, the UK, and numerous other events. This guy gets around. He's a Concours curator sourcing historic cars from around the world and is the Concours curator for Moda Miami, which is what brought us together today, a new event that includes an RM Sotheby's auction. We'll come back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors, so give them a little love. Buckle up. We're going to have a grand adventure today. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your financial future? 
then let me introduce you to Capitalize Your Finances. It's an online course designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools for mastering your money. This course will help you lay out the ins and outs of budgeting, the importance of emergency funds, investing strategies, and how to plan for a secure retirement. All this presented by financial planner Chris Paniotu. Chris has developed this course to help you effectively navigate your world of finance with confidence. Stop stressing about money and start taking control. Enroll in Capitalize Your Finance online course today and pave your way to financial success. To learn more, go to CapitalizePodcast.com slash courses, or better yet, go to the Cars yeah website show notes page for today's show and click on the link under Capitalize Your Finances. You'll be glad you did. Do it today. Hey, guess what? Some of you regular listeners will remember back in 2019, I created uh, 10, 11 shows called Cars Yeah TV, where I went to some fabulous locations of past Cars Yeah guests, and we did a TV show about it. Well, they're up on the Cars Yeah YouTube channel. So go check it out at YouTube. Just type in Cars Yeah, and the shows will be there for you to enjoy. I hope you have fun watching. So, Jeremy, what a life. And I want to start with this Mr. Concord title. Tell us about what, as you alluded to, you were catapulted into the car world, out of the creative world. What happened there? And then we'll take it from there. Well, I was uh, working in, in advertising. I've been working there for about 30 years as a creative director and uh, art director, copywriter. Uh, I had an agency and the we were about to sell the agency. And I thought, well, I'm too young. I need something to do. And I've always been a car guy. And as you said, I organized car tours, um, which I'd done in kind of like spare time. So I came up with this idea of having a concourse. I was at a concourse in the UK, which I didn't think was very good. And I, I couldn't understand. I thought, this is bizarre. We've got this great heritage here in the UK. We've got the great marks. We, we love cars. We've got great car events, but there's no concourse on the scale of Pebble Beach or Villa Desta. I said, that's, that's wrong. Anyway, so I'd had a drink or two and um, I was pondering at this event. And I said, I know what we'll do. We'll have it at Buckingham Palace. It will be fantastic. Wow. Anyway, to kind of very long story short, I put it all together. I kind of, you know, designed it, created the, the, the logos and stuff. And, I, and we went to see the people at Buckingham Palace who, you know, were in charge of events and um anyway so they said we love your idea but the bad news is you can't have this event at buckingham palace because that's the kind of that's like head office and it's really not doable but would you like to do it at windsor castle oh and and then they said look not only can you have it at windsor castle but you can park the cars on 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 the queen's private garden and and the rest is history. Literally, in the next kind of three to four months, we put together what became the Windsor Castle Concourse of Elegance. Mm. We didn't want to use the French because it was the Queen's um, uh, 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 jubilee, and we thought it had to be English, so of we course. used Concourse of Elegance, which is still going. It's at Hampton Court now. I'm, I'm, I'm no longer involved, um, which will take you on to kind of this second chapter. Anyway, so that's... That's how I got into this business. And from nowhere, suddenly was, you know, talking to uh, 
the, you know, the great connoisseur of, of, of the, the historic car world, meeting some of the top collectors. Um, I'm absolutely loving it and uh, traveling the world. So I started even before the event had happened. I was, had flown over to Pebble Beach um, and, you know, met a lot of people there. So yeah, that happened a couple of years. We did, then the event moved. So the original Concourse of Elegance, which is at Hampton Court, actually was kind of like a circus. It moved from, it went from Windsor to St. James's in London. Then it went to Hampton Court. Then it went to Scotland. Then it came back to Windsor Castle. Anyway, so it, it was a moving cease, as it were. And eventually it settled where it is now at Hampton Court. Um, I then decided for various reasons that I, you know, I needed to do more. Being a creative, I kind of, I'd done it. You know, there's very little for me to do except travel the world asking people to bring a car. <laughs> so I created this business called Mr. Concourse. And the idea being that I would act as a consultant to other people that wanted to start concourse events. I would also act as a uh, concierge because there are lots of events where um, it, it, not just car events, but kind of, for instance, the, the Masters in Augusta. If you're a golfing fanatic, you can pick up the phone and speak to a number of concierge people who will organize your trip to the Masters. Uh, not only will they, you know, organize your hotel tickets, they'll pick you up, you know, take you, they'll say, look, I've got the best seats here. And on this day, we're going to sit on the 18th. On that day, we're going to be on the 5th. And then on Tuesday night, we're going to go to this bar where the caddies go. And, and the idea is you get a completely immersive experience of the Masters. And so, well, I did that for Pebble Beach. Um, somebody asked me to arrange a trip for them to, to Pebble Beach. So that's, that's Mr. Concourse does that. Um, so I took four New Yorkers to Pebble Beach one year, and I also look after cars. So last year I took a car owner to Pebble Beach with a V16 Cadillac. Believe it or not, he restored this car in his garage wow. below his house in Malta. In Malta. Now, Malta is a tiny little island in the middle of the Mediterranean, which I would say that very few people have heard about or know where it is, apart from the Maltese Falcon. But he was a Swedish restorer, a very famous Swedish restorer that um, retired to the island of Malta and um, restored this V16 Cadillac uh, meticulously. And, and it was accepted, helped him to get it into Pebble Beach, and it was accepted. So we transported it over there and we showed it. Uh, on the lawn on the Sunday in August last year. Wow. And it won um, the Classic Car of America Award. Uh, so, yeah, everybody's very happy. So, uh, so that's what I do. So I, so that's the past. So, uh, I've, well, I've got this consultancy, the Mr. Conquest. I'm trying to not spend my entire uh, half an hour with you, Mark, just <laughs> talking about myself. Because I need to get on to where I am now, which is the exciting bit. I mean, I was, the past has happened. I'm... You know, that's something that we don't really want to talk too much about. We want to talk about what's happening now. Yeah, what is happening now? <laughs> well, uh, Moda Miami. Of course. <laughs> uh, I was hoping you'd say that. Moda Miami is, I'm just loving it. I mean, I'm helping. Uh, I've got a, working with a great team of people putting on this, what's going to be very interesting car event. I say it's interesting because it's different. 
You know, it's going to have a lot of aspects to it which are, are not like the traditional concourse. So, as you know, Motor Miami is the brainchild of, of Rob Myers of RM Sotheby's. He wanted to have an event where he could control the auction. So the fact is, it's not. I keep saying to him, this is like a, a, an auction with a concourse attached, as opposed to a concourse with an auction attached. Right. Yeah. So it's a two-day auction at the Biltmore Hotel in Coral Gables, which is a, an amazing uh, structure, um, historic building in the beautiful part of the um, Spanish-influenced part of Miami, not um, not the high-rise area, but the, the cool and um, gentrified tree-lined streets. Oh, um, and they have a big golf course, and we're going to put on Moda Miami. And it's it's not a concourse, and we're breaking a lot of rules. We're doing, because <laughs> we're starting from scratch, we can do what we want yeah i love it so we're not having classes there's no judging there's no best of show there are awards and uh, and you know 150 great cars are coming from all over states and some from abroad and and we're just going to do it differently it's a it's a two-day event with a starting with a cruise on the thursday for the entrance coming early and we've got one or two special signature displays which will be hopefully people are going to walk away saying, wow, that was refreshingly different. Not the same old, same old concourse where cars are just parked on the grass willy nilly. And it looks like a, you know, a car park. This has got, we got some interesting ways of laying it out, which I hope people will like. We've got some amazing, as we have got just so you know, we've got so far and a few more coming. We've got six, Pebble Best of Show cars. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So they're coming and being laid out, not together, but they're going to be put like sculptures, isolated in different parts of the event. Oh, wow. So that's, so there'll be like special things you need to go and kind of hunt out. You go, there's another one, there's another one. And and most of them have been restored by RM Restoration. So, you know, there's, that's where the history of this event has really got its roots because Rob and RM team and RM restorations have been in this business a long time and they're at the top and why not have a concourse? Yeah. Um, or a car show or, or a motor as we're calling them. Yeah, exactly. You listeners will remember just recently I had that Thatcher Keast from RM Sotheby's on the show to talk about some of the cars that are going to be at this event. And then not too long ago, a few shows ago, uh, we had Tess Gaiman from RM Sotheby's who talked about a lot about the actual event and all the different aspects. But I love the fact that you're with me here today, Jeremy, to think of or to share the different concept here. And it, it kind of ties nicely into what I call my inspiration question. What was the inspiration of taking what many people think of a Concorde d'Elegance, but then rewrapping the whole thing into a completely different show? Was it so that it's more relaxed, more Miami-esque, more fun for not only the participants, but also the attendees? What was the inspiration behind this entire concept? The inspiration was was Rob Myers, because he's such a huge character, and he's not a rule breaker. I mean, he just likes doing things his way, and if he feels that that's boring, he'll say so you know, in the nicest possible way. So very much the kind of brief 
and the kind of feeling you got every time we talked about this event is what can we do that's different? You know, people do it this way. You know, Pebble Beach is the apex of the historic car world. That is the show that everybody aspires to. But that has a very certain style to it. You know, it's about being judged. It's about getting, you know, moving towards that, you know, best in class and then uh, being lined up as a possible best in show. It's that kind of, that, that, that drama that, that unfolds throughout the day. So we don't want to do another Pebble Beach. We don't want to copy another event. We want to make something in our own style. Car shows need Every so often, you need to do something differently because there's so many concourse events now, and they all are basically the same. Right, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're a bit same old, same old. I mean, there are, there are a few that break them, and, and, you know, I'm not saying they're bad because they're the same, and, and, you know, people love showing their cars. But, for instance, just to give you an idea, we the signature kind of class, if you like, we're calling them collections because we want to be different, so... We're not calling classes, we're calling collections. And that sounds like, well, we're just being different for the sake of it. Well, yeah, maybe, you know, we don't want to, we're not judging them as classes, so why call them classes? So we're having something, This and this kind of typifies the kind of whole ethos behind the event. We're doing something called Shelby 101. Now, Rob Myers was a great friend of Carol Shelby and got to know him very well and spent a lot of time with him and had some, a lot of fun with him. Um, and last year was Carol Shelby's 100th anniversary. Right, now, yeah. obviously, we, couldn't, we, we weren't around last year to celebrate it. So we said, well, that doesn't matter. We'll just do Shelby 101. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we're having Shelby 101 is the kind of centerpiece of the show. So, but what's different, we're not, we're not just going to park the cars on the grass. We're going to line them up in grid formation. Okay, with like so, it looked like the start of a race. Nice. But it's full of Shelby cars. Yeah. So there'll be grid boxes. There'll be a start line. There'll be you know uh, various things happening, kind of theatre with a bit like Goodwood, where they hold up pit bull, you know the the uh, the, the pit boards you know, the and starting position. signs and positions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have, and it's just going to. So you're going to see this kind of row of twenty to thirty cars laid out kind of herringbone with the, in their pit boxes. And they're going to be, so we've got that. We've got Shelby American coming in as a partner. Um, so they're right behind it. We've got some amazing rare Cobras coming. We've got, uh, you know, 350, GT350s um, with Shelby history. We've got a, a Sunbeam Alpine, which has got, Carol Shelby history. We've got one of the um, Japanese Shelby's race cars. It's a really unusual car. Yes, it's a sorry, it's a Toyota 2000 GT oh, Shelby yeah. race car. Oh, really? And, oh, wow. Yeah. So that's just one, if you like, one kind of item on the show field. Okay, um, which is going to—it's just going to look dramatic. It's going to—you know—nobody's no, ever done a concourse where they've actually laid out cars as they should be, and they would have done on on a circuit. And it's kind of—it's fun. Yeah. We want people—we want the entrance and the visitors to 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 uh, go away feeling they've had a really interesting day out. You know, Absolutely. that's—it's yeah. about giving—it's an experience. 
um, and it's just not looking at cards. So another of the collections, okay, is a British Racing Green collection. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Now, in that class, we've got cars that uh, we've got a mint green F40. So it, now, now you say, well, hang on, that's not British Racing Green. <laughs> but the truth is, there's no such thing as British Racing Green. And if you look at cars, the British Racing Green, they could be a dark green, they could be a not so dark green, they could be a the Bentley green is, is much paler. There's a story, and it might be apocryphal, but it sounds good. It's, um, sorry, Ralph Lauren has a wonderful XK Jaguar in his collection. And it's beautiful, British racing green. And uh, he said, what's that color? Uh-oh. And they said, British racing green. He said, no, I want it my British racing green. So if you look at it, if you look at pictures or if you've seen it, on on show you think it's much lighter than the, the kind of bentley or uh, you know the the, the later the british racing green yeah. cars yeah. so we just thought and we've got in there we've got obviously we've got some e, we've got an e-type we've also got a, a 4gt you know a modern 4gt so it's, it doesn't have to be british it doesn't have to be an old car it's just any color any color green is in the british racing green class nice. and we're just we're, we're, we're just having fun. So we want people to, it's, we want to be slightly disruptive. I know that's a very hackneyed word in, in the marketing world. Now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but we want people to go, that's different. And we want to carve our own niche. And we want to do events that, you know, not just cars, because we've got great entertainment. We've got great food. We've got the Carbone uh, group kind of coming up behind us uh, with, you know, and cover tour. And so we've got, we want people to come for, for great food. We want, people to come and see some art. We've got Sotheby's there putting on some fashion uh, and shopping experiences. Nice. We want it to be something that is, we hope will carve a niche in this world and, and a two-day auction, So, um, which is centers, you know, that's a, a big part of this event. And it's not, you know, you, you might think if it's an auction or the concourse, they say, right, it's, you can have an auction here, but round the back, you know, put your tent up there or over there. <laughs> yeah. um, fine, you know. Great. We'll we'll take your logo and slash it over, saying this is you know you're going to have. But this is really it is a big part of of, of the weekend is the auction and the you know the, the everything that entails. Yeah. When Arm Sotheby's reach out to me because I've helped promote their events over time, and they told me about Motor Miami, I went, "What is it?" And they said, "Well, go to the website." And I'm reading. I'm going, "What <laughs> what is this? I, I this is not what I expected because you know I've been to Pebble 32 times now and." other events, Amelia and so forth. And you're right. To me, this is automotive experiential. (laughs) It's it's going to be very different. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have uh, several people from the event on with different perspectives of not only the auction, but the event and having part of the brainchild, the team behind this thing. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I believe, I'll give a little crystal ball here, which can be dangerous, but I think you guys are setting a tone for some more of these types of unique events in the future. And I really applaud what you're doing. This is very bold. It's exciting. It's fun. You picked a great venue. The Biltmore is just one of those classic iconic buildings that stands out of the whole neighborhood, but it's in that neighborhood. Really, really brilliant. I love what you guys are doing. It's really cool. Well, Mark, thank you very much for being so supportive. And <laughs> of course. Um, 
you know, your, what, what you say is true. With it, we hope to do MoDA events in other places. Um, yeah, I can't reveal anything, but we're looking at doing, uh, you know, taking this MoDA concept elsewhere. And Sotheby's has twenty whatever auctions a year. I mean, you know, you could have a, a, a form of a MoDA at quite All a few over of the them, world. You know, um, right? Yeah, and you're creating unique auction space with with a, a concourse and and. It's it's kind of natural for a business like RM Sotheby's to want to to you know reach out and and find a way of meeting new customers because right. this is an event where people might not consider putting their car in an auction but they might come to a car show where they get to know the RM Sotheby's team and and they you know they they like what they hear and and the personalities you know uh, work and and they say well actually I you know I got another car and I'm thinking of selling it and and that's that's a route you probably wouldn't have gone to if you'd um unless you had your own kind of experience to to make people feel you know warm and cuddly about RM Sotheby's exactly I think it's brilliant motor world yeah, it's I see a lot more of these yeah. coming down the pack. So I want to talk a little bit more about you, Jeremy, because you're a very interesting gentleman. Okay. I want to ask you what I you. call you're welcome, the uh, the special vehicle story. Is there one vehicle that you've had in your life that really stands out for you? And if so, what is it? And share maybe a memory about that ride. Okay, well, yes, I'm a car guy and I have passion for nine elevens. I've had quite a few. <laughs> There's another commonality. You and me, that's my favorite car, for sure, 911s. Although I don't have one at the moment because I'm in central London and I want an old 911 and it's it's not great. But I do have an old Harley. I have a, a Harley um, a Road King. Okay, yeah. Which I've had now for, since new for 23 years. So I have this kind of strange love affair with various cars and, and motorcycles. I've always had bikes, so um, yeah. I like um, it. Okay. Doesn't get out as much as I'd like to because I'm too busy. But um, yeah, I understand. No, and I love the fact that you love Porsche 911s. I've had many, many of those cars. They were daily drivers for decades for me. Um, and actually, for the first time in about 42 years, I'm 911. I am without 911. I sold uh, my last one a year and a half ago. My read, my listeners know that was my orange crush. It was a very unique color from the factory. It was wow. an 87 turbo. You can find it on my Instagram page and all over the place. But uh, yeah, I need to get back into a, another 911 real soon. I'm starting to have withdrawals here, Jeremy. I shake every day when I walk out to my garage. All you and me both. <laughs> well, we'll have, we'll have to go. We'll have to go shopping together. <laughs> Miami would be a good place to find one for sure. Yeah. 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 So we're having a we're having a um, at, at Mode in Miami. We're having a color wheel of 911. Oh, wonderful! Great. All different colors. Um, yeah, we're doing crazy thing with that too. But driving a 911 is is one of the best experiences. I've driven not just ones I've owned, some really special ones. Um, you know, done throughout the years. And there's something about it. You're either a Ferrari person or you're a, a Porsche person. And I think it's a character thing. It's DNA. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, as much as I think Ferraris are great, it's, I can get into a 911 of any era, and it kind of feels like putting on a glove, you yep. know? Uh, I know it's, the it's, feeling. It just fits. Absolutely. And paint-to-sample cars are, are extra special for me, too. So there you go. Ah, this sounds wonderful. So I play car psychologist here, Jeremy. I crawl into my guest heads a little bit, so bear with me. I doubt anyone's ever right. asked you this question. If you were 
reincarnated or manifest as a vehicle. Now, this isn't what you want to be, though. That's way too easy. You got to really look in the mirror right. deep for me. What would you be and why? What type of vehicle? Yeah. What car would you be and why? Good question. I think I like, I organize car tours. Yeah. So I like Grand Tours. I like cars that uh i like driving from a to b i'm not i'm not a great circuit driver i've never been a fan of thrashing a car around a circuit you know lap after lap i like going from a to b or a to b to c to d so um great a car for i mean i I like a driver's car uh you know we use this expression a a car made for dancing (laughs) if you know what that means so that's the kind of car I'd like to be, and, and, and that's why I like, I like dancing in a car. <laughs> I like it. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to elaborate on this more given your passion, which I share with you in 911s. I think you're, uh, yeah, a Porsche 911 or G1 of their GT cars, for sure, a touring car. So uh, how does that sound for you? Brilliant. That's, okay. that's me. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. We like to share books here on Cars, yeah. I understand you've got... A couple titles, one you're working on and one you've done. One is called Eat Less and the other is Worry Less. It's going very off pace, but yes, I, I, as a creative person, you, you kind of, you never stop. And uh, my wife and I are very interested in having a healthy eating regime. So we wrote a book called Eat Less, which is, I think it was for sale in the States um, as well, but it was it was very a very small book and it was all the different ways you could eat less, how to eat less, what to eat less of. And it's just, it's part of the way I am. We have a healthy diet and we eat the right food and we fast a lot. So fasting, just eating one meal a day is, is, is kind of what we do. And, but it's all the kind of hacks that we've forgotten about. So a lot of people don't understand, you know, modern food and processed food is actually you know, something very new to us. But actually, if you go back into history, the way we used to eat, I mean, look at the size of plates and glasses today that, yep. uh, you know, our grandparents used to drink little glasses of wine. We now have these goblets. <laughs> goblets. <bowls. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, goblets. The Romans thought if you, if you ate more than one meal a day, you were a glutton. So, and we're just too easy to eat now. It's, it, food is... is um, people don't chew properly, you know. I mean, listen, I could go on. Anyway, so the second book was um, was a, a book on helping people in the same way by giving them lots of interesting um, points that they could activate themselves on how to control anxiety and stress. The two, our hospitals are basically full of people who have made themselves ill, either through food or through worry and there there are two things you can you can control yourself if you wanted to be healthier you could do that through a diet very easily you don't exercise is good but actually exercise is not going to help if you want to run off a a beef burger you have to run like 26 miles or something so there's so forget about that just what you put in your mouth is is like medicine you know, put a little of it, the right things, and you'll be fine. Um, Is there a way for them to get a copy of Eat Less and When Worry Less comes out? 
Amazon is they're selling copies of it on Amazon in in the UK um, uh, second hand ones I think they are now because I think it's out of print but um, we're just about to sort that out and 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 then print wireless yeah so that's I mean that's that's part of the creative side that's kind of come from the advertising down but the, it's the car world really that's my kind of focus now. Um, well, I like to share books, and especially if I have guests on that are authors, and I think your topics there are spot on. Oh my gosh, especially for today. We could do a whole show on that. I also like to be an enabler, Jeremy, and I'm going to enable you to go on what I call the ultimate drive. I'm going to park any car in the world in your driveway. You can take it for a drive, and you can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past who's no longer with us. So if I enabled you to go on the ultimate drive, and I paid for the whole thing, yeah. What does that ride look like for you? Yes, I've driven through some amazing landscapes uh, and taking tours over the Alps, over the Pyrenees, around the Dolomite, uh, along coastlines. I went through America through, I mean, America is a great place to drive. It's unfortunate you can't go very fast, but um, you <laughs> yeah. can in, in, in Europe. I hope the police aren't listening to this. But <laughs> no, it, uh, no. Anyway, it's not about speed. It's about enjoying, you know, uh, safe um, but controlled driving. I think I'd have to say a road that never fails to deliver is the Route Napoleon. And that's uh, a road that basically takes you from just south of Grenoble down to eventually, you know, Nice uh, uh, and, you know, Monte Carlo. It has everything. You go over mountains, you go through mountain passes, then you end up in Provence. So it's got all that kind of magical um feeling to it and and if you if you you know put down the windows you can hit, you can smell the herbs hear the engine uh so it's it's hitting all the senses who would i like to do that trip with um I'll do it with my wife and we have a great time but you'd want if you having the ultimate co-driver um you'd have to say somebody who's going to sing so i mean you know um <laughs> what about you know robert plant from led zeppelin there I you mean, go can you imagine yeah, <laughs> that would be a fun ride. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Or Neil Young, you know, uh, or Eric Clapton, who I've met and become a friend. But I think a musician because they were full of stories. Um, yeah. Very and you cool. want the soundtrack. You want that, you know. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. I can't pick one. I'm not very good at, you know, lists because you have to pick the best food or the best music i mean i've got such eclectic music to taste it'd be really difficult i understand but those sound like some uh some great options jeremy you've taken us on a wonderful ride today i knew this would be fun and i'm, I'm so grateful that we got together i want to do a shout out to uh, kate clendenning at rm sotheby she's the one that got jeremy and i together today so kate, yeah, thanks, kate has kate. brought some great people on board could you leave us today with some parting words of inspiration or wisdom well I think the the great thing about the historic car world is that it's you can go anywhere and talk to people about cars and even if they don't speak the same language, you can still stand there talking to them about cars. Yeah. And they'll talk to you about their car, they'll talk to you about other cars. It's a great community and, and I mean the the ability to go from one show to the other and, and meet people and, and hear and, and the fact that these cars you know, it's very sad that Peter Mullen died and his collection is being sold off. You know, he left us, he left us with, with some cars that he restored, some French cars. You know, for generations to come, we, we've got 
a thing of beauty, which thanks to him is in perfect condition. And that's what I like about this world. It's, it's the fact that these cars, they're still being loved. They're still in people's hearts. I mean, we're very lucky as, you know, this generation or these generations, once the car's gone and once it becomes ubiquitous and electric and boring and horrible, there's something going to be missing from our lives. And generations in the future won't understand that. Thank God for the rest of my life and my life, it's, it's still there. It is, there's something magical about that, 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 that what the car does um, to people, the emotion. Yeah. Yep. Well said. How can people learn more about you? Do you have a website? I do. I have a website called mrconcourse.com and I have a Instagram page, which is my life with cards, which is, is it's probably it's Mr. Underscore Concourse. That's MR. Sorry when I say Mr. And yeah, that just takes you through my, my travels across the globe. And I have a slightly kind of funny way of, you know, looking at things. So hopefully that comes across. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, Yep, just a little bit. And I'll remind everyone, you can find out more about Moto Miami at their website, motomiami.com. I'll put links to Jeremy's uh, Instagram, his website, and Moto Miami, and of course, our friends at RM Sotheby's on his show notes page. But all of these are easy to find on the magic search engine called Google or whatever you use. Jeremy, thank you for taking a pit stop and spending some time with me, thank reconnecting you. after, gosh, 11 years or something like that since we last spoke. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at Moda Miami. Oh, well, I look forward to it. Come up and uh, anybody wants to come up and find me, I'd be very happy. So thank you, Mark. That's been a really interesting time. I'm sorry I waffled on about me um, and we didn't talk about things we shared enough, but maybe that's another conversation. Maybe so. I hope so. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Cars yeah are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. They're talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!